Welcome, welcome to another episode of The Time of Our Wives. This is Capricorn, and this is normally the part where my wife would say, and this is Gemini, except she told me, I'm too busy, I don't have time to record. And besides, my September sucked as much as my August, if not worse. And I was like, really? Like, we did some cool stuff this month. So it's just going to be me um, this time. And I apologize, I'm, I'm so congested, my allergies are sucky. But then I think I sound like that all the time. So it's just me, Ollie, and Emmy, who is trying to make herself comfortable. So that's what all that huffing and puffing and digging is about. All right, so let's just get into it. September 2021, top 10. So one of the things that my wife and I both had this month that was pretty cool was it was our anniversary uh, the other weekend. So we got to actually like take a vacation and it's been like more than a year and a half since I've taken time off work for like a trip or something that I actually want to do. So that was actually really nice. So yeah, so we decided we went to the beach. My mom was like, hey, have this timeshare weekend. You guys can go and use it and have a good time. So we were like, awesome. So yeah, so we went to a beach. We had a good time. The weather was really nice. It wasn't too hot. There were a lot of like not too many people and we were able to socially distance ourselves and stay outdoors as much as possible. So that was good. But yeah, it was just nice to get away. And I think she'll agree. Like we got to relax. Okay, so the next thing I have on the top 10 list is actually one of the things that we did at this beach area. Uh, we went to this botanical garden, which is supposed to be, of course, I think all of them say they're one of the best in the nation or they're most recognized in the nation or something like that. But this one really was beautiful. I think we walked about eight miles or so, and we didn't even see everything. Like we walked a lot and we were skipping a lot of things because we were like, okay, we don't have enough time because I think we had about four hours or so before the place was going to close. And you think four hours, that's a lot. But again, miles and miles. There was like a section that was like a little zoo and we saw some otters and we saw some a fox. He was super cute. I love foxes. Super cute. So yeah, so we had a good time walking around. We saw some nice things. I thought I'd get personal things out of the way before I get into recommendations. So the third thing on my list is also a thing for my wife and I. My wife and I finally really got to go to like a Dave and Buster's. Which years ago, before the pandemic, we had signed up because they had some deal going on where it was like, hey, spend all this money, get all these tokens. And we were like, sure. But then that night that we did that, we had to go. I think we had to leave because we had to go to see one of the BTS movies. And we were going to be late if we stayed and like actually played a bunch of games. So we were just like, well, we got all these tokens. We'll use them later. Well, then the pandemic happened and the closest Dave and Buster's to us is like hour and a half or something like that away. So we just have never gone. And plus, like I guess with lockdown, we're like not that comfortable going somewhere like that. So while we were at the beach for our anniversary, they had a Dave and Buster's there. So we were like, well, it's already paid for because we're trying to like make this trip as I don't want to say cheap, but as low budget as we can. So we were like, well, that's entertainment that we've already paid for. So we don't have to worry about that. We've got tons of tokens. So yeah, so we decided to go. We played a whole bunch of games. We had a really good time. We um, played some stuff that was just for fun. And then we were like, ooh, some of these things get tickets. So then we we're like, well, what do you even get tickets for? And so we walked around and they had a pickle Rick from Rick and Morty, 
which if you know me, you know how much I love Pickle Rick. I have two pairs of Pickle Rick socks. And this thing looks like it probably costs five cents to manufacture. It's like one of those super cheap little like plushy dolls, but I didn't even care. I was like, I'm getting tokens and to tickets so I can get a Pickle Rick. So then we play, play, played aggressively and got a bunch of stuff. And I, I also got a Rick and Morty mug. So that was pretty cool. We had a good time. I got a Pickle Rick. So now I'm going to get into my September recommendations. As in, these are some things that I've been enjoying as far as media content. So if you guys are interested, you can also check them out. So the first thing on my list is American Horror Story, the new season, season 10. Red Tide is what it's called. I watched that. I think it's only six episodes. So it was actually a pretty short season for them, which I wasn't sure if they shortened it because of pandemic or just just happened to be a short season. So Red Tide is like set in Cape Cod. It feels very like Stephen King, which that's my jam. So and it's like vampires, but I like that it kind of gave a scientific response to like why they drink blood and all this. It was just I mean, it was fun. It's so much blood and gore, obviously. It's American Horror Story. So if you're looking for like something kind of fun, like a little stressful, kind of a classic-y feel like that, then that's for you. So another thing that I did is I caught up with My Favorite Murder, a podcast that I absolutely love. And I've been listening to it for years and years. Obviously, it's about murder, but I'm sure most of you have heard of it if you're not already listening, because it's like one of the well most well-known podcasts I think there is. So you've got Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. They make you laugh. They tell jokes. They feel like they're your friends. And they don't joke about murder, but they're joking to kind of ease the tension and the anxiety that's formed around these topics because it's some of the worst things that happen to people in the world. So they took the summer off, which understandably they've been doing this for like five and a half years. They need a break. So I kind of also took a bit of a summer off from the podcast because I was like, well, they have guest hosts on there, but I'll check it out later. You know, I'll wait. So that way I have some more content. So Karen and George are back. So therefore I'm back. (laughs) And I actually already binged and like caught up with everything that they had put out over the summer as well. So I'm excited. I'm caught up. So then the next thing on my list, I can't remember if I mentioned this last month in my top 10 or not. I probably did, but I've made more progress with it. So I'm just going to go with it again if I have already mentioned it. So there's a K-drama called uh, Lovers of the Red Sky and it's historical, but it's mostly like mythology and it's just really cool. I'm really, really enjoying that. So Lovers of the Red Sky check it out if you kind of like paranormal, historical, whatever, but it's great. The next thing on my list is, I actually did this one last night uh, as I'm recording this. So this movie has been on my list of things to watch for years. I always think about it and then I'm like, I'll watch that later. And I just never have gotten around to it. So last night I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it because I've been kind of like trying to find something creepy to watch because obviously it is the season. So Last night, I watched the movie Velvet Buzzsaw, which has Jake Gyllenhaal and like tons of other people. And it's like an art critic and all these artists. And there's this one guy who dies in this one woman's apartment building. And she takes all of his paintings and he had wanted them burned and he like started burning them. And then you find out that it's like basically a curse or something on them to where 
all these people that are now profiting off of it, they're starting to die in like these horrible, grotesque ways. And it's very like campy in a way. It was really enjoyable. I really liked the art direction of it. I liked the way that the art itself became the monster. So it's not necessarily like a guy with a chainsaw coming down at you, but it's these art pieces. I'm not one that really understands art that much. People are just like, oh, it's fantastic. And I'm like, it's a red circle. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe that's just me, but I just don't get it. So in this, it's kind of, you have those type of people with these type of art pieces. They're like, oh, it's phenomenal. And then the art is turning around and like murdering them. So it was really fun. It was a fun watch. And the special effects and stuff and the way they presented the film was really creative. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, Okay, so the next thing on my list, number eight on my list, is a Netflix series that is recent and it's called Squid Game. It's a Korean series and it's very like if you enjoyed things like the Cube movie series, which the Cube movies came out, I don't even want to think about how long ago. I used to watch them when I was younger and I was kind of obsessed with them, which they're very like it's puzzle games and these people like wake up in a cube and then they end up they have to travel between cubes. There's like codes. There's all these things. But the cubes are also trying to kill them. So I love the cube movies. They're real fun. So Squid Game is similar where it's like you have a bunch of people who are like down on their luck. They've gotten themselves into a lot of debt or they have some issue that got them into a lot of debt. So this guy approaches them. It was Gong Yu and I love him. If you know Goblin, you know Gong Yu. If you know Train to Busan, you know Gong Yu. So he approaches these people and he's like playing a game. And if you win, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And they're like, really? And he's like, yeah, but every time you lose, I get to slap you in the face. And they're like, uh, okay. So after getting smacked like a hundred thousand times, they might finally win. And they're like, oh my God. And this guy's like, well, here, here's my business card. Like, we'll call you. And it's a super weird card with these shapes on it. And so they end up going to this place. It's like this island. They get knocked out so they don't know where they went and, you know, who's got them. And it's all these guys wearing these masks. So it's all anonymous. They're all wearing the same like jumpsuit and all of these people are like, what the hell is going on? There's 456 of them, and they're like, you're going to play a game, and whoever wins, you're going to get so much money. And they're like, really? Like, yeah, you can get all this money. So the first game that they have them play is uh, Red Light, Green Light, and there's this huge, like, super creepy doll, like, massive, and she's terrifying, and they're all like, what are we supposed to do? And they're like, play Red Light, Green Light. So as they start playing... If the doll senses movement after she says red light, then she shoots you or you get shot by these guys. So it's it's super crazy. And then, of course, as people are getting shot, people are freaking out because I guess they didn't quite realize that they might actually die from playing these games. And so it's it's really, really gory. I'm not a huge fan of like violence, violence, but for some reason, because gratuitous violence, I think is so over the top, it doesn't bother me as much because it's just a weird form of entertainment, I guess. Or I've just been brainwashed from watching too much Tarantino as a child. So yeah, so Squid Game on Netflix, it's 10 episodes, I believe, and it's it's really good. I really liked the cast that was in it. I loved, I just loved all of it. It was really fun. Okay, so the next thing that I have on here is I got, I've been watching a lot of documentaries (laughs) again. So actually my last two things that I have for September are documentaries. And these are only just two of the many, many, many that I've been watching. Most of them have been about crime. That's just my jam. 
So this one actually wasn't about crime. And this is actually one that normally I probably wouldn't really watch. But I used to watch a lot of the like VH1 kind of documentaries that they would put out with all the comedians talking about like this is the 90s or like talking about whatever music video stuff. And those are entertaining and they're fun. And you learn things about music videos that you're like, hmm, I didn't know that. So there's a series on Netflix called This Is Pop. And I was like, you know, this could be interesting. So each episode kind of dives into an element of the more recent history of pop music. And like one of them was a look at boys to men and how they kind of created this genre that was then appropriated by a bunch of white artists like NSYNC and 98 Degrees and a bunch of other people while boys to men were kind of forgotten about in the background even though they were massively talented and probably ahead of their time so it's like that kind of things there's a whole episode just about autotune and like the controversy around it that episode of course features T-Pain a lot which I love T-Pain he's great and it was just about the fact that even though autotune was kind of first encountered with Cher's song Believe T-Pain was like this is cool let me try you know I'll try this out and see what I can do with it everybody really came down on him and they were acting like he ruined pop music or he ruined R&B or whatever because of this auto-tune which was garbage but auto-tune's ridiculous but it's fun and it's fine it was his way of expressing himself and i think he i mean he really made a name for himself be it good or bad with it so oh my god my dogs are wrestling right next to me guys they're wrestling okay they're wrestling they're going for it they're excited about pop music and auto-tune or maybe they're just trying to hash out this disagreement about autotune. Okay, so the last thing on my list then is, like I said, there's another, it's another documentary that I watched. This one's a Vice documentary that I watched on Hulu. And it's called The Devil You Know. And there are two different seasons. They both cover different topics. And these ones were both absolutely fascinating because they're about, like, crimes that have happened. But they open up this journalistic approach to it where it's you're really looking at the community around these crimes. It's not just like, oh, this is the evidence so-and-so killed so-and-so because these ones are not so clear-cut. They're, they're a lot more complicated in a lot of ways. So it's more about the people that live in these areas and it's like how did we let this happen in our community how did we you know turn a blind eye when this kind of stuff is happening so the first season is about this guy who calls himself Pazuzu and he was known as like a Satanist and this is like a nice quiet suburb where his house was one that they didn't have any rules like he had people over and he let them do whatever they wanted they wanted to do drugs they wanted to get violent like his house was described as being like the worst house like imagine the worst houses that you guys have probably heard of on the show Hoarders and then like combine a few of those and that's probably the state that Pazuzu's house was in and these people, these teens would come over who kind of had like lost their way or they didn't know what to do or they were kind of rebelling or they just were in that weird phase. And this guy's like covered in tattoos and he's just wild. And I think he had a, like a ton of psychiatric disorders as well. And he ended up killing at least two people and it was just terrible. So it's a very much a statement on like how in this little sleepy community 
could we let this happen? So the next season of The Devil You Know was about this woman, Sherry Schreiner, which I had never heard of this woman. And I don't want to use the words like she's crazy or she's nuts, but that's kind of the only way that I know to kind of describe her in a way. It's difficult though, because I can't tell if she actually believed in the things that she was saying or if she was just being super manipulative in the way that she knew that she could get control and power and attention. It could be a mixture. I'm not sure. But this woman had this like talk radio series where she claimed that she was uh, out to defeat the devil. She was working for God. God always had her back, which of course, you know, televangelists and such, you're like, yeah, we hear all these things. But she really got into a lot of conspiracy theory areas about like lizard people and all these other things. And the documentary itself was fascinating because like there was a couple of people who died, like she didn't kill them, but it was this atmosphere that she created in this online group that would then turn on these people that created this atmosphere for these kinds of things. And then you have one woman who is also a victim in this because she's in jail currently for killing her boyfriend when the evidence seems to suggest as well as her testimony the night she was arrested she was like i didn't kill him it was an accident and he grabbed the gun put it to his forehead and made me shoot him so and like i said from some of the testimony and stuff it seems like that's the case of what happened and she said that multiple times but of course the police kind of make her second guess herself and tell her we know that's not true we know that's not true because we know how confessions go so yeah so the whole thing was absolutely fascinating and then there was a section of it actually that i kind of wish would just be shown to everybody on the internet because it was about this guy who um there's actually a couple uh experts in this but they were basically people who studied the dissemination of information on the internet. So like, how are these online cults or these terrorist groups spreading online? And it's not so simple as like people are searching for them, but they're finding people. And this one guy was talking about how this algorithm, like on YouTube and Facebook and things like that, because people make more money based on the amount of hits that videos get. And because we are more likely to click on something that is bad news or that seems crazy versus just something generic. So therefore, we create this online situation with this artificial intelligence where videos such as ones about the earth being flat, even though science has shown that the earth is not flat, although there's plenty of flat earthers in the world. So they have these videos like you say that the, the earth is flat. And of course, people are going to watch them because they're like, what? Like, this is kind of nuts. So this algorithm then reinforces these kind of videos. So it's like, oh, did you want another video about how the earth is flat? And this expert was explaining how most of these videos are repetitive or they have the same information in them. But YouTube will just keep recommending them. And it's a thing of sort of like a self-indoctrination that is heavily aided by this AI program that they use on YouTube. So it's a thing of where we think, oh, I'm looking for this content when really the content is there. So the more we see it, the more likely we are to click on it. And then it just kind of gets downhill from there. So that whole section of it, if nothing else, was absolutely fascinating I mean, the documentary is pretty intense. There's a lot of violence and it's very depressing. So there's that. But it was really interesting to see how these kind of things can take over 
how we can have these kind of groups who are so heavily focused on these things like like lizard people controlling the government and how they can believe it and why they believe it. So yeah, so not to end on like a downer, I guess, but that was uh, my September top 10, which some of which was shared with Gemini and some of which was just totally me because Gemini's busy and has like real world things to do, whereas I'm watching weird documentaries all the time. So with that, we will catch you guys next time. I hope you guys have a great spooky Halloween. If you're interested, also, uh, the podcaster Aaron Mankey has a series called The 13 Days of Halloween. I've started listening to it. Keegan-Michael Key's uh, the host of it. And it's basically like a spooky manor. They kind of walk you through each episode. like a different chapter in like a different room in the sp- like spooky manor with different actors. And it is pretty creepy, though. Like it's a, like fun creepy, though. It almost feels like... Uh, haunted mansion type creepy so yeah so if you guys are interested check that out have a good halloween safe halloween we'll catch you guys next time